If you love to travel, you love cool experiences, I think you're going to love Viator. If you haven't heard, Viator is the world's leading travel experience marketplace. They've got everything from simple tours to extreme adventures, all the cool and interesting stuff in between as well. Well, this year, my wife and kids are making one of my bucket list trips come true. We're going to Sun Valley. So we're going to fly to Sun Valley, and I tell you, the thought of bringing skis, poles, boots, snowboards, everything overwhelming. But that's where Viator came in. They made this incredibly easy. I just opened the Viator app, searched Sun Valley, and boom, Viator arranges a first-class experience, custom ski, snowboard, and boot fittings and tickets delivered right to the condo. It's pretty amazing. Experiences are what we love most about travel. They create these long-lasting moments and make memories that will last a lifetime. Just download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking. One app, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fat Minute. I'm joined tonight by my co-host. He's fried and crispy, BBJ. Hello. Wow. <laughs> that, that vaccine's <laughs> definitely hitting you, isn't it, bud? Yeah, that wasn't on purpose. That's just how it came out. Also joined tonight by uh, guests, she's sweet and sour, Marissa Phillips. <laughs> Hi. And I'm your host, Don John. I'm better when buttered. So <laughs> tonight we, you know, we, we had some fun when we first started this show talking about the decade of the 2000s, talking about the culture, the movies, the TV shows, and the music that went on during that decade. So we're going to do it again with the decade of the 2010s. Uh, so, of course, we're going to start with the year 2010. Um, big year this year. This is the year I graduated high school. Um, so we're going to start with some, just to jump right into it, we're going to st- jump into some newsworthy cultural events that happened in 2010. Uh, we'll start off with a big one, uh, Julian Assange and WikiLeaks. Yeah, yeah you guys know where this, this is going. I mean, Jul- Julian Assange... And the website WikiLeaks, they, I mean, multiple instances, like it was almost throughout the entire year because you had a leak in April of this year, another one in July, and then October, and then November. It was like this fucking website didn't let up during this entire year. And for the most, like the the majority of these leaks were just stuff from the, uh, the Iraq and Afghanistan wars and mainly just how the U.S., were really the villains in those conflicts in a lot of cases. Um, I think it one of, one of these leaks showed that like the overwhelming majority of casualties in Iraq were civilians. Um, and then there was also a leak that they did that just had a lot of uh, intelligence analysis from diplomats about different countries and different world leaders. Um, it was it was a big deal to just all kinds of classified material and even videos of uh, airstrikes and stuff like that just be just being released to the public. Um, and then, of course, this caused, I mean, shortly after this, Julian Assange got uh, charged with uh, sexual assault by Sweden, and he was granted asylum in Ecuador, and they finally kicked his ass out, like, just two years ago. Um, I mean, my thing is, my, my only problem with all these leaks, because it's just like, I, I believe, you know, freedom of the press, WikiLeaks got a hold of these, you know, they were given this material, so I feel like them leaking it is like, you know, that's the freedom of the press. They were given newsworthy material, and they did, you know, what their purpose is. 
my only problem was that during this time, a lot of people kind of like put Julian Assange on this pedestal as like this kind of, you know, hero and everything. I'm like, no, nah, he's, he's kind of a fucking creep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Amen. Like, I mean, you know, first off the sexual assault charges and second, like just hearing what he did when he was in the Ecuadorian embassy, like, I, I I remember them saying like he was just rude to the staff. He was just very entitled. I think at one point he smeared shit on the walls, like, and then uh, not to mention like, you know, during the 2016 election, which I'm sure we'll get into whenever we get to that year, um, the ties that he and Wiki that they they found ties to the Russian government with him and WikiLeaks, which is fucking yikes. Um, yeah. But I'm just gonna go ahead and open open the floor to discussion on that one my brain is totally fried and i definitely just googled to see where he's at right now and he's in britain i didn't know that i didn't know he was in britain so yeah he the the u.s tried to extradite him i think last year and apparently that was turned down due to his uh current mental status yeah so yeah i think he's still basically I think he's still still in prison. Um, they're just trying yeah. to figure. I think they're just trying to figure out what the fuck to do with him next. Because I think it's just like nobody wants him. Well, yeah. Well, and the headline said that Britain is ruining its reputation by keeping him, which probably has some truth to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that's what's ruining Britain's reputation right now. <laughs> hey now, hey now, we're not in 2021. <laughs> just saying. They haven't had Meghan Markle show up yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the WikiLeaks I want to see. <laughs> oh, we already know what happened there. We already know. Yeah, but I want to see video proof of it. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> Fake news. Fake news. Blake, you're being quiet. What do you guys say? Well, I, I just figured we were going in order of you and then Marissa. But um, as far as um, what I think of WikiLeaks, Julian Assange, I mean, yeah, it's on one hand, it's like freedom of the press, and but I guess and also I mean, and also not to take away from the fact that I mean, again, the vast, the overwhelming majority of casualties in, in Iraq were civilians. That's yeah, not cool. No. I, no, and I I agree. Amen. And um, but and, it's well, all it's not, and it's not cool to sweep that under the rug either. And it's, but it's, it's also just hard for me to talk about this guy in the context of back then, however far, well, I guess obviously 11 years, but, and separated from what I think of him now. Um, I don't like this guy. I think he's an asshole. Um, and I just, yeah, I mean, really my real thoughts and feelings of him come from the 2016 election and how, you know, he, he just kept fucking with Hillary Clinton. And I remember he was even on a Skype call in real time with Bill Maher, which obviously not to, I'm not a Bill Maher fanboy at all, but, um, Bill Maher even like put him on the spot and just straight up, straight up said like, why do you, why are you only messing with Hillary Clinton right now? Because you can't look me in the face and tell me that there isn't some dirt you can get on Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, so Seriously. there's, there's some clear bias and, um, uh, you know, uh, partialness going on here. And the, and the play devil's advocate there, you know, there was some, you know, bias going on there, but on the other hand, I mean the DNC and I'm, again, I'm sure we'll talk about this more when we get to the 2016 election in the year 2016. I mean, the DNC did have a bias of their own, which, you know, was the subject of those leaks. I mean, the, the kind of like add to your, to what you're getting at Blake with Julian Assange as a person, like, 
I I don't believe for a second that he did any of this for the greater good. I feel he did no. it for he did it for personal personal gain. Yeah, and um, and yeah, and I mean, I guess like it becomes the um, ideological, uh, moral, ethical um, debate of do you want comfort or solutions? And sometimes ignorance is bliss. And you know, transparency. Uh, you know, at what cost? You know, well, what, then what's the point of stuff being top secret? Sometimes there's certain information that is just too dangerous to be um, made aware of. And, but then also like, I I guess just to wrap up what I think of this guy, I remember one of the, one of the things that just made me have trouble taking this dude like seriously was he got so fucking flustered that Twitter would not verify him. (laughs) They would not not give him like the blue, the blue badge with the white check mark in it. And so he changed his display name, not his username, but his display name. And he added the blue diamond emoji in his name <laughs> to make it look like he had a verification oh, Twitter. And it's like, dude, that's just pathetic. Like, you're just making yourself look like a loser now. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's my final thoughts on um, Julian Assange for tonight. <laughs> there is a real power in verification on Twitter. Like, I don't understand. Julian ass sausage. If if you ever want to get frustrated with the whole, um, you know, with who gets to be verified on Twitter and who doesn't just uh, follow any uh, negative opinion on Zack Snyder, because it always comes from these verified people where you're like, I'm sorry, who are you? (laughs) Hey, they're verified. That's more than what I got on Twitter. (laughs) I don't want to be verified. Nobody needs to read my nonsense. So the next major event of 2010, the Gulf oil spill. You guys remember that? Wasn't that a fun, like, couple of months? <laughs> we're sorry. Yeah. What? We're sorry. Yeah, we're... They're real sorry. <laughs> I, I love how both of these, you know, the both of the things we started off with tonight made great South Park episodes. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't remember the WikiLeaks episode of South Park. Lemmy Winks? Well, that was like the hamster that crawled up a butt, right? Yeah, but I mean that's where his name came from. Well, oh, he had okay. well, no, he had a brother named Wiki, he had a brother named WikiLeaks, and there was like an episode where they fight each other, and it's it's, it's so stupid. <laughs> it does parallels. Yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, there's an episode where Lemmy Winks has a brother named WikiLeaks, and he has like Julian Assange's stupid ass hair. <laughs> oh. it, it's literally a rat with with Julian Assange's like pale white hairdo. I did not see that one. <laughs> not Julian, a single thing is ringing a bell there. Julian Assange just has the hair of a teenager from 2007 who just saw a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> His hair turned that way after he saw that. Uh, after he saw those uh, Iraq War videos. <laughs> <laughs> but the Gulf oil spill. We're sorry. Yeah, real sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, basically oil rig, Deepwater Horizon. It basically blew up, and let's see here, how many gallons did it did it uh, spill? Oh, uh, let's see here, 1.84 million gallons. Oof. Yeah, and I mean, you would think shit like this would would really wake people up to, because you know, I kind of relate it with you know the whole talk of climate change and everything like that. 
And it's like, you know, if you want to argue whether or not climate change is real or not, fine, whatever. I have better things to waste my energy on than people who want to be dumb by choice. But one thing you can't argue is pollution. Yes. And, and yeah. I mean, shit like this, it's just like you're seeing it happen in real time. And not yeah. only that, you got to think of the human cost as well, because 11 people died on this thing when it happened. And it's just like you, you know, kind of related. I don't want to get too far off the track here, but you know, the whole other other sorts of fossil fuels like coal mines. I mean, when you think of the kind of health crises and hazards that coal miners fucking go through, like we we can seriously like move away from this shit and do better by our by our workers and by our environment. And it's just like you can argue climate change all you want, but pollution. The jury's out on that, and I mean, shit like this, you would have thought that this would have really woken us up to that, and unfortunately, apparently it didn't. No. I mean, we have made very tiny mice baby steps towards it since then. Like, the steps have been so tiny. Despite the huge steps that technology has made. Yeah. Like, technology has made huge steps, but we've made no steps towards implementing, like, any of it here in the U.S., at least. Yeah. yeah, we have electric cars, and yet here we are. Yeah, and, and, too, and like unfortunately, the only person who's making them is fucking weird as shit. Oh, <laughs> I just, I people need to hop off that dude's dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as the Gulf oil spill, like yes, I remember the South Park. We're sorry. I remember that summer. I was just really into all the novelty T-shirts from Walmart, and I bought a a Gulf like uh like the gas station company um t-shirt mm-hmm. and i forget who it was but they said oh watch it people are gonna think you endorse the oil spill and i'm like <laughs> who would, unless unless you're like some kind of neocon from florida who would endorse an oil spill yeah i like i like it when the baby ducks get dirty but um if you oh if you're the owner of don soap yeah <laughs> yeah Yes. You yes. It. Um, <laughs> you make the key. Make the disease so you can make the cure. Um, <laughs> we clean the birds. It's it's just so surprising that like BP was able to like survive this and live on because yeah. it's like you would think after an event like this, like it would just be like, yeah, you don't get to be a company anymore. Um, but, but you know that's an interesting question, then Blake, because in cancel culture now, would BP get away with it if it happened today? Or would we actually cancel BP? Well, you're you're several episodes a little late on the <laughs> <laughs> on no, the no, what? Tate, now's your chance. Yeah, yeah. No, we if if you weren't aware, of Marissa, or you mm-hmm. missed that one. We did have an episode literally on the concept of cancel culture. Uh, um, but no, I mean that that's a good point. Like like oh man, like oh man, if you guys would have done this ten years later, those teenagers on TikTok would have ripped your ass a new one. They would. Can but, you imagine, uh, the, like the the teenagers, they would have they would have lost it. But and rightfully so. They're um, they're they're, uh, they're probably almost definitely would have been like boycott movements. You know, yeah. Don't don't go to any gas station that carries BP oil. Yeah. Um. Wouldn't that just be BP? I, yeah. I mean, I imagine there's probably. I mean, I don't know what kind of. I don't know where Sheets gets their gas from, but. <laughs> Um, from the sheets. <laughs> sheets gas is like half water. Um, but anyway, <laughs> you're I half water. <laughs> but um, 
but no, and then also like just really Donnie, like that's the nail on the head. Like I, I finally had to post that as a status one day because I kept it was on my mind for a long time, and I'm like, okay, if you don't want to believe that there's like rapid movements going on within the climate changing, but can't we all just agree that dumping shit and trash and garbage in the ocean just looks bad? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why that has to be open for debate. And but. it's also, it's like, you know, we, we have all of these, you know, conflicts and shady deals over fossil fuels. It's like, if we move away from them, like you can't have energy crises and wars over energy sources. If the energy sources are renewable. Yeah. True. Yeah. I agree. Like, what about the feelings and rights of corporations? Oh, the feelings them. and rights. Citizens United, <laughs> which is which is the most misleading uh, name of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that sums it up well. <laughs> yeah. I'm just picturing birds covered in oil now, so <laughs> it's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, move on to our last newsworthy event of the year 2010. I know you're going to love this one, Blake. The birth of Instagram. Yeah. I I mean, I don't really have a whole lot to say about this. I'm not a huge user of Instagram. I only started using it kind of recently, like maybe in the last year and a half or so. Um, I just never really saw much point in it. It's just, you know, oh, it's Facebook, but for pictures only. I mean, okay, yay. Um, and even then I pretty much only use it for, uh, stand-up purposes for self-advertising. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, I, I really don't have anything to say about Instagram. So, you know, you guys gush about it all you want. Marissa, go ahead. Okay. Like I always get a kick out of looking at like back at like my first Instagram photos or anybody's first Instagram photos because the filtering we did was insane. <laughs> Same. We did like the filter, like you couldn't even tell what was going on in the picture. It was just like, here's a picture of a filter. Like we went crazy. Um, it's just got a little, it's just got a lot more sophisticated now. Back then it was really clunky and filtered. But at first I didn't get it either. I thought Instagram was like this weird retro thing. And I guess that's kind of what they wanted to be at first. Yeah. But now, now they're modern. But back then they were like, we're so retro. Look at our filters. Look at our old camera icon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember when the whole point of Instagram was we will, we can make your, and it was, but yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was an app that made a picture from your camera roll look like it was from 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. And that, was, that was cool. That was cool. It, it was a gimmick, but it was cool. Um, and, but I kind of do miss how it was, you know, earlier on because people just actually posted pictures of their actual life, their own stuff. Um, I still try to do that, but now it's memes, which are just screenshot and cropped tweets or, um, so yeah, like Instagram right now is either, uh, the highlights of Twitter or TikTok. That's what Instagram is right now. And, yeah. um, and I, I just kind of miss when Instagram was more personal and it's like, yeah, show me your baby. Show me what you had for breakfast. Just show me something real. I well, post my that, kid all the time. Well, that's what happens when, when Facebook buys you. Yeah. yeah but, but yeah, 
I just love how nobody uses the frames anymore on Instagram yeah. because you used that to be. Too. Yeah, you remember that? You yeah, like when we made our picture look like a Polaroid and stuff. Yeah, you used to be able to put this little banner or frame around the picture, and you still can. But yeah, people, you still can. People just turned it off, and they never turned bothered to turn it back on. Well, because yeah. like at some point, like I don't even know when it changed, but like it was super cool. And then like one day we were all like, "Oh, that's so tacky," and we never looked back ever. And if anybody uses a frame now, I think they're like some sociopath. Yeah, like the shows yeah. up on my timeline on my Instagram. I don't even know timeline feed. I don't know what it's freaking called, but like it shows up on my Instagram like feed, and I'm like, so what is that? Yeah, Blake, you should be like Dante and Clarkson, bring it back. Uh, I I just might. <laughs> like if you show up on my Instagram feed and I see like a bunch of like frames and heavy filters, I'm gonna be like sociopath. <laughs> That's not why he's a sociopath. Well, I know, but it doesn't help. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to the movies of 2010, the fun stuff. Uh, 2010 was interesting as far as movies went, because I remember a lot of the movies that, like, I, I vividly remember, like, at the very least, seeing a lot of advertising and marketing for the every movie on this list during this year. Um I didn't see every movie on this list. I I, I remember that like a lot of, like almost all of these movies were movies that I really wanted to see, and I didn't I just didn't catch like maybe a third of this list tonight. Um, but even the ones I didn't see, I still vividly remember seeing stuff about them. Um, so we'll start off with the first one, uh, Shutter Island. I have not seen this movie, so I got nothing to say. So I'm gonna bounce the ball to you guys. You haven't seen that movie? Nope. What? So I guess I guess don't do spoilers, Marissa, because I mean, okay. do whatever you do, do do whatever you want. Yeah, do 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 whatever you, do whatever you feel is the best expression for what you want to do, Marissa. I mean, I'm all I I, I guess I'm I think <laughs> I'm already. I, I mean, I think I'm already aware of like the the big like reveal. Isn't, I was gonna say, you know isn't, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it like the twist that Leonardo DiCaprio is like basically schizophrenic? Basically, basically. <laughs> I'm just kind of confused how Blake never made you watch it. I don't know. <laughs> he's a, he's, he's, it was he's a bad buddy. That's why. <laughs> bad buddy. I, I like the twist. I like the twist. I I, I didn't am, see it coming. So. I guess I guess like it was just one of this was one of those movies where I'm like my mind is racing the whole time and I think of like 20 different ways it could play out and that was one of them. But it was still a solid reveal when it actually happened. Um, yeah. I, I am a fan of this movie. I think it's very underrated as far as like the filmography of Martin Scorsese goes because it doesn't really match his other movies. Like you can't, it's not really a Taxi Driver, The Departed, or you know, um, uh, Goodfellas. But um, I I do like it a lot. It is probably it's probably my favorite, my personal favorite Leonardo DiCaprio performance. Um, and I think Leonardo DiCaprio is ultimately better than the film itself, even though the film is still pretty damn good in my opinion. But yeah, I, I just feel like this movie doesn't get enough love. And if I could just, you know, go ahead and I guess, um, bleed into what I think of Inception because these movies kind of get compared a lot. Uh, yeah. they come out the same year, you know, Inception was a cool movie. Uh, it was, uh, I think it was a cool follow up to the dark Knight for Christopher Nolan, and I mean, I guess without, you know, blabbering on about them for too long, Leonardo DiCaprio is Leonardo DiCaprio's performance 
is better in Shutter Island, but Inception plot-wise is maybe the better film in and of itself. So maybe that's my comparison for him. That's probably fair. I was just thinking though, when in terms of like the trailers and the marketing. So this, there's this one scene that just forever stays with me. It has nothing to do with the plot of Shutter Island or anything like that, but it was so heavily used in all the marketing. It's just one image. Do you know what it is, Blake? Uh, help me out here. The, the, the patient, she's bald and scary looking and she just, yeah, that's it, that's it. it. Yeah. What? Is she even it's, in the actual movie? I think they show her like for one second, like that was so heavily used in all the advertising and like it wasn't even that big of a deal. But like that was how they were like, this movie's super creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like that image stays with me. And even though it had nothing to do with the movie, the second image that comes to mind is like him climbing through the rocks and stuff mm -hmm. um, off the side of the cliff. But like for some reason, that woman, they used that in all the marketing. And it yeah. really had nothing to do with anything. No, and she's literally only in that shot. Yeah. Yeah. But that was because they really, really wanted this movie to look. I remember when I went to go see it, I thought after I saw the trailer, I was like, this is going to be a scary movie. And it wasn't really a scary movie. It wasn't like jump out of your seat. It was just more of a psychological thriller movie. But they really, really wanted it to look like a horror movie. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I was kind of thrown when I like went in and watched it. There was a twist. Like I was just kind of honestly expecting a horror movie, but yeah. you would have known better to from that director. So I should have known better, but. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah, I would have known more like based on like, Oh, it's a Martin Scorsese picture. But like, once again, like it is very much like his, his odd film out. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. really match. I, I guess this and Hugo don't really match like his other movies at all. Yeah. I assume Donnie, you saw like trailers of it and stuff. So, yeah, like, do you yeah, remember I, it being like a horror movie? Uh, maybe not horror, but definitely a thriller. Yeah. Well, well, I guess I just remember like this came out the same year, and I've never actually seen this, but this came out the same year as the the remake of The Crazies. So, like, all the all the stuff for like, oh, here's like the yearly horror selection for the year. Like, right. they always lump this movie together. right next. Yeah, they would always try to lump this movie right next to the crazies, and it's like, yeah, these movies are. I didn't see the crazies remake once again, but like, yeah, it's, this is completely different leagues. I never saw the crazies, but again, A plus marketing was that the one where like the poster had like a rake or something? Yes, it was like a yeah. pitchfork. Yeah. yeah, A plus marketing. See, I remember <laughs> marketing better than most things. Yeah. Well, you studied marketing anyway, so you have an yeah. eye for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Putting that to greedy use. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I sure am. Just stay for mom. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next movie for 2010. Alice in Wonderland. Um, this is another one I didn't see because even at this point, I was kind of over Johnny Depp. Um, <laughs> I also uh, just, I also like, despite how much of a Kingdom Hearts fan I am, I just really wasn't watching Disney much at this time. Um, mm -hmm. In all honesty. Um, but what do you guys th think of uh, the Alice in Wonderland remake? I can I can sum up my review in a quick story. <laughs> so 
I, I know now that I was single in 2010, at least for a little bit. I don't know if I was on a break for my current husband or if I was with another guy and we broke up, but there was a guy in my classes that was cute. And we were talking to each other. And we're like, we're going to go on a date. And I was like, right, right. So he was like, we'll go to the movies. Uh, he took me to the Frostburg uh, movie theater, RIP. <laughs> uh, and we saw Alice in Wonderland. Uh, I fell asleep watching the movie and he didn't call me back. <laughs> so my, I didn't like it. <laughs> my, my favorite part of that story is how you refer to your husband as your current husband. <laughs> well, I, I, I guess I could have said my current significant other. <laughs> or maybe I'm trying to drop hints to him that I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I liked that I fell asleep and he never called me back. Well, I'm going to bounce <laughs> on that note. I'm going to bounce the ball to my current co-host. What do you think of Alice in Wonderland, Blake? <laughs> um, so Marissa, I am genuinely impressed that you were able to fall asleep in the Frostburg movie theater seats. <laughs> yeah. Seri- yeah. That, yeah. That's a good point. I wasn't even thinking of that. Like how, like you're back. how, are you not still like hunched over from that? <laughs> like it was it, 2010. I was in college. I probably wasn't sleeping at all. Like so. it, it, it was, it was all I could do to be content with existing in those seats, <laughs> yeah. let alone sleeping. Um, but and, also, we had to walk from his dorm in Frostburg State to the movie theater. So by the time we got to the movie theater, I was already done. Again, I wasn't <laughs> sleeping. It was you, college, and I had to walk. You walked from FSU to the. He theater? didn't own a car. Well, that's not a far walk. I mean, I guess that'd be fun if it's like the middle of the summer and you're energized enough and stuff. But this was like in this came out in March, so there's a chance it was cold. Yeah, um, it probably was. But um, but yeah, I just remember how overhyped this movie was. Like, yeah, you know, yes, you had like the reteaming of Tim Burton and Johnny Depp, um, which this was they hadn't done in well. They had the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake, and then they had Sweeney Todd. And I think this was like, yeah, this was before people you're got not naming, You're not naming Helena in all this. That's right. Well, she's you always there, always too. Do. She's <laughs> always there, too. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, this was before people got tired of them working together over and over again. Um, I think we that, were tired then. We had to this, be. This was like, I, I just, I really want to see the numbers of how much merchandise Hot Topic sold that season. Because I remember, <laughs> oh my like, God. People were already wearing the t-shirts for it before the movie even came out. And I'm like, yes, yeah. I know, I know this director has his own fandom, which is a credit to him. And I know this is a popular actor and I know Alice in Wonderland is a pre-existing um, IP, but like y'all are wearing the t-shirt and for all you know, the movie's going to suck. It and did. I, I, I mean, you fell asleep, so I guess that's one way to put it. But um, yeah, I was very indifferent towards it. Like I, I sat down and I looked at a screen for roughly two hours, and I walked out. And um, yeah, I, I continued being sad that my crush didn't have a crush on me in return. Um, <laughs> so that was that was my my crush was, stopped liking me that day. So. That was my <laughs> that was my spring twenty ten. Um, but yeah, that was just if yeah. I and also like. This was like after Avatar in December of 09. This was the next big 3D movie. Um, and which James Cameron was condemning it, being like, oh, it wasn't actually filmed in 3D. And it's just like, who gives a shit, man? Like, yeah, just, that's what, yeah, that, yeah th- this was when the 3D gimmick was like really going into full swing, wasn't it? No, this yeah, was, this was like, I know after Avatar, this was the second 
you know, big movie to push like we're in 3D. Right, but I'm was, saying this this is like the beginning of like where every movie was pushing that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yes, I agree. That's yes. Um, this, and oh, go ahead. It was this Sorry. movie in the Clash of the Titans remake that month? Yeah. So, is this sure. a time where I can add a segue in? Sure. Okay, I'm gonna segue for Blake's behalf. I was gonna say that one movie that I saw during the 3D like explosion was Tangled, and that was a good movie in 3D. Well, that's the next movie on the list. Is it really? I thought okay. I didn't know where it was on the list, so I anyway. I did not get to see um, Tangled when it came out in theaters. Theaters, I almost did. You weren't my cool pop, enough. My pop wanted to see it actually because it was like that holiday season. They're like, "Oh, which one do you want to see, Dad?" And my pop was like, "I, I want to see Tangled. Like, I want to see the the Disney Princess movie." Because I forget what was the other big movie that holiday season, but I missed out on it. But um, it's funny how like it's tangled has this like reputation on Twitter and Facebook for being the underrated Disney princess movie, the underdog it between it and tank it and frozen. But like literally like every other woman I know personally, this is their favorite Disney princess movie. Like you love it, Marissa, my I wife do. loves it. Um, Trevor's wife, Jill loves it. Like there's at least a handful of other women I personally know that favor this movie. So it's kind of funny to me when I see how it's like the underrated underdog, because I'm like, Oh really? Because in my personal circle, this is the favorite. So. But see, it's different when it comes to kids and moms, because as much as I love Tangled, I love Tangled the story better. But Frozen, you can't really escape let it go, especially yeah. with kids. Like, my son has, like, never sat through Frozen. But if I play let it go, he'll stop and watch <laughs> it. So, unfortunately, Frozen wins with songs just because it's an earworm. It's a bop. True. But, um, but Tangled is just a better story. Tangled. 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 We'll just say that's the vaccine talking. But anyway, I, I will say Tangled has the superior male of any recent Disney uh, princess movie. Um, the most honest man in a Disney princess movie ever. So, oh, man, yeah. making me want to defend Kristoff, and I don't want to. Kristoff is okay, but Flynn Rider, <laughs> I mean, listen, like, Flynn Rider's so great, we named our cat after him. So yeah. Here comes the smolder. Exactly. I'm doing the smolder right now. <laughs> All right, next movie. And Oh uh, man, we were done with Tangled. I wasn't done with Tangled. Donnie didn't even give his opinion on Tangled. That's because I haven't seen Tangled. Uh, uh, my only exposure to Tangled is when it was included in Kingdom Hearts three. Oh my gosh. Was it really shoehorned in? No. Okay. Tangled was it, so good. It had it had a fun boss fight, where nice. uh, where Rapunzel's mother, what's her name again? Mother Gothel. Yeah, yeah. Mother Gothel turns. Mother into, like, knows best. In Kingdom Hearts three, in the Tangled world, uh, Mother Gothel turns into like a giant lizard like heartless that you fight on Rapunzel's <laughs> tower like uh, King Kong. That nice. did not happen in Tangled. No, but it happens in Kingdom Hearts three, and it's pretty fucking <laughs> awesome. In <laughs> uh, Tangled, you kind of just turns to dust i mean she does that after you beat her up <laughs> right, 
next movie, and this is like one of my, this is like probably my favorite bad slash dumb movie of all time. Hot Tub Ooh. Time Machine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't care. I liked it. I don't even care. I don't even care. It was fun. It's, 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 it has the greatest moment of all time of when the title of the movie is set in the movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. It must yes. be some sort of. Some sort of. Hot tub time machine. Just dead it's, stare into the camera. It's so it's so great. It's so great that it was immediately what we all think of yeah. whenever what we all thought of. What we all think of. Geez, who Pete's what we all <laughs> thought of when Will Smith went, so that's it, huh? We're some kind of suicide squad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh hot tub time machine. It's it's just a movie that leans into it so hard in terms of like what it is. And it's it's so it's so dumb, but it's so fucking funny. Like this movie would be played on Comedy Central, like almost every other weekend. It seemed like, and every time it was on, I still fucking laughed. And uh, it's it, it it just never gets. It's a movie that never gets old, in my opinion. Um, did it need a sequel? Absolutely not. I've never no. seen a sequel. And especially, I, especially I, five years later. Yeah, like I, I still haven't seen the sequel, and I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm going to. I think I'm okay with just, just the original. You're okay with it. I think I, I'm pretty sure I saw the sequel, and you're good to go. You're fine. <laughs> I just love when they, when he's, when they first, uh, you know, real, start realizing that they've been transported to the past. And yes. Uh, Craig Robinson I, I, just starts slowly freaking yes. out. He's like, Jerry curls, Walkmans, <laughs> where's the beef? <laughs> Ma'am, what color is Michael Jackson? <laughs> Black. Did you just watch the trailer again too? Because <laughs> that's what they have in every. I watched it before this. I was like, I just want to like see it again in my head. What that color is Michael Jackson? Black. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty great trailer. Yeah. Uh, and then what um, was what was the name of the energy drink that they? Chernobyl was the name of it. <laughs> Chernobyl. It's uh, kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like it's in the same vein as in the end. Like, you put a bunch of funny actors together and just, like, give them a crazy-ass plot line and it works yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and John Cusack, like, this very much felt like a movie he would have never done. Mm-hmm. Because John Cusack, especially later in life, he became very picky with his roles. Yeah. Um, but... He even openly admits he agreed to do this movie solely based on the title itself. <laughs> and and he didn't come back for the sequel because he's like, you don't just you don't make a hot tub time machine too. And yeah. it's yeah. like on, on one end I agree with him, but then on the other end, it's like, yeah, John Cusack, you don't really get to preach that when you openly admit that you agreed to the first one just on the title alone. Like, <laughs> Where does your where do the lines of your logic begin and end here? <laughs> I don't know. It just it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out when you say hot tub time machine two. It's um, not the same punch. They should they so, should have moved they should have moved to like a different appliance for the sequel. <laughs> the hot tub a refrigerator. refrigerator. So I wait, hot tub refrigerator. Wouldn't it be refrigerator time machine? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So, Wait, who's? I'm trying to figure out which one of us is the dumb one there. Maybe it was me. Um, it wasn't me. I'll say that. But anyway. <laughs> but I, I will say though, I only saw this movie that one time in theaters, and I barely remember any jokes from it. Um, and it was just 
I just remember that Sebastian Stan was in this movie as the bully. Oh my and God, I forgot about that. Oh my the God. Guy, the guy who plays he... the Winter Soldier. And he, his character was obsessed with the plot of the movie Red Dawn. Yeah. Which was perfect. Yes. Um, but then like, I, I guess, I, honestly, the, what I, what I only, re- anything that was in the trailer is really all I remember from this movie itself. And um, I just remember one of the more, uh, you know, likable jokes in it was uh, almost wholesome was um, what was his name? Clark Duke. Was that the guy? Yeah. He, he, he was that young, like uh, actor. who was like, he was in sex drive. He was in kick-ass. He was in yeah. this, like he was in like, he was the supporting gig in almost every other um, comedy at the time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he's, he's talking to this girl and he's like, can, can I text you later? Can I email you? And just finally, he's like, how do I find you? And she's like, or he's like, how do I get in touch with you? And she's like, just come find me. And he's like, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> so can, I, can I email you? Can I text you? Can I Facebook you? How do I find you? Wasn't in the end, but the younger guy, the one guy's, oh, this, you know, this is how I'm doing it. Wasn't the younger guy, the older guy's son? Or was that yeah, the sequel? Yeah, kind of twist there. I was going to say, is that a sequel? Oh yeah, uh, Clark Duke was uh, the in in the movie. It's revealed that he's like the son of um I forget Rob, the actress. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. The I can dude. picture them in my head. Yeah. <laughs> like I just love he's like hooking up with uh, the dude's mom in the past, and then like when yes. he pushes him off his mom, he suddenly phases out of existence. <laughs> like I'm gonna tell all my friends I went back in time and killed my own dad. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Jeez, Pete. All right. Next movie, Kick-Ass. Huh. I haven't watched this movie since it first came out. Um, I remember liking it at the time, but now looking back, it, it seems it, it feels like a really edgelord kind of movie. Um, yeah. I feel like if I were to watch it now, I would not enjoy it that much, like nearly as well, much. That's, that's also Mark Millar as, yeah. a, as a creator for you. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I mean, looking back on it, I mean, it, I still think Nick Cage is kind of funny to watch in this movie. He's he's yeah. basically. I feel like Nick Cage is definitely like what Batman would be like if Batman were actually real, just really fucking kind of unhinged. <laughs> well, I think also he, and I don't know if this was just projected onto him from like certain reviewers, but I think what Nicolas Cage was going for with his performance in this movie was that he was trying to mimic um, Adam West, like a modern-day Adam West. I could definitely see that, yeah. At least in his speech patterns and whatever. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, like, look, like I remember liking the movie when it first came out. Um, I feel like it would I feel like it would be feel really dated, like, so much more so than a lot of the other movies on this list if, if you were to rewatch it today. Um, just because mm-hmm. a, lo- a lot of the, the zeitgeist that goes on in the movie, like he's got like a MySpace page and the yeah. they're recording like fights on flip phones and shit. Like, I feel like it would just that and the general aesthetic of it would make it feel so much more dated than any of the other movies on this list. If you were to watch it today. Well, um, not just that, but like, you know, so this was 2010, obviously, hence mm-hmm. the episode. But um, I mean, this was like a couple years before, and I mean, yes, it was a couple years after the Dark Knight and Iron Man, but it was still a couple years before the Avengers. And this, you know, I guess like the narrative and like the social commentary of this movie was still working on 
the pedals or, or pedaling and working, riding the wave of, you know, if you're into comic books, you look like a loser. Mm-hmm. And this was before, like, it became cool, like superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just love how that was even a uh, a piece of dialogue in the 21 Jump Street movie was like, wait, so liking comic books is cool now? Which, you know, this obviously came out just like a couple months before the Avengers. So, but yeah, no, it, it, it would also be dated in that respect that like, yeah. oh yeah, the, just the, the nobody loser of the school really likes superheroes, which like fast forward several years later, it's like everybody likes superheroes now. Like this, that's kind of like an outdated um, cliche. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. do the uncool nerds like now? Um, that's a good question. Uh, that. <laughs> I I think I mean honestly like I I can go on and on and on about how it was a huge mistake to make being a nerd cool because then <laughs> just just like nerd culture and fandoms just then evolved into oh well while we're at it I hate women um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so <sighs> you know it's it's literally every single female fault that I'm upset. <laughs> Like, uh, so, imagine, you're, so uh, you're blaming uh, talk, the talk rise of... of pop culture nerds for insults. <laughs> I mean, he's not too far off. No, he's not. I'm just asking, confirming. <laughs> talk, Christ, talk, yeah. talk about being ungrateful. You're a nerd and you like stuff that, that, you know, generally is considered uncool to like to the point that you probably don't get a lot of dates because of it. Now your shit is considered cool and you hate women. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> If those yeah. women can't name their five favorite comic books, then what the hell? <laughs> oh, oh, so you're, so you're really into cinema? Name every single movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else got any, anything to say about uh, Kick-Ass? My only I, thought... Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. No, go ahead, Mercy. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I just had like one little tiny thought because everything that's been said has needs to be said has been said. But it was pretty much kind of like... They were trying to think like, what if McLovin became a superhero? <laughs> and I think that was kind of the gist they were going for. So, yeah. Christ, when was the last time McLovin was in a movie? Oh um, my god, I feel like he was just in one. Yeah, no, he is. He's in um, Promising Young Woman. Um, that's actually not oh. the most picture tonight, I think. But um, is he the yeah, Promising Young Woman? <laughs> No, but I, he, I have the, I'm not going to spoil it, but I have read what the ending is for that movie, and I am shocked that it's like winning anything. Really? Yes. Um, <laughs> Marissa, we'll have to have a text later about that. Okay. We'll just tell me. Um, yeah. But anyway, no, I just, I mean, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with with Kickass Donnie about how it would seem dated now, um, and I just remember like, and I, I'm going to date it even more. Um, I just remember how, and this is another movie we'll talk about eventually, basically, you know, anyone who um, had, anyone who would have like, uh, I'm sorry, I, I totally, I totally like <laughs> had like a um, short circuit <laughs> moment there. Um, I just feel like all the same people had either this movie, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, or Zombie Land is their favorite film. Oh my god, like, yeah. And like, like we'll talk about that second one later, but yeah. If 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 one of those three movies was um your favorite movie, then you were in the same group of friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, I don't that's think it was one of my films. favorite movies, just saying. I don't think that was one of mine. 
I, I liked it when I saw it, but once again, and not to turn into a broken record here, like I very much do feel that you will feel the age of 11 years on it. Yeah. No, no, I mean, of those three movies, I don't think either of those were my favorites back then. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, or shoot, maybe it was Zombieland. All right, next movie, Wholesome One, The Human Centipede. Nah. <laughs> I think I'm the only one here tonight who's watched that movie. Am I right? Oh, Blake, you haven't seen it either. No, and because of that, I'm trying to understand why you even added it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, it was a phenomenon. Like, yeah, like, like maybe like 20% of the population watched this movie, but everybody still talked about it. Um, I think this is also just kind of like the beginning of just movies made the shock just for the sake of shocking. Um, I, I, yeah. I will I will say that like it seems like the conversation around this movie was more popular than the film itself. Yeah, and I mean yeah. like as, as far as the film itself, I mean it's it's not that bad. Um, it's it's not graphic. It's it's more it's like almost all of it gore and everything is is implied. Um, it's nowhere near as gross as you would be led to believe um, just based off like the concept of it. Um, I'm not now I'm not saying like if you have a light stomach, you know, you, you'll be okay, but it's, it's nowhere near as gross. As you would believe it. It's nowhere near as gross as the sequel. Holy fuck. Um, um, anyone who knows me even a little bit knows that I am, I'm not into, um, I, I am on the squeamish side. So I think I'm going to play it safe and never see it. Yeah, I mean, like, there's honestly very little blood in this movie. There's no gore. Um, it's it, it's very much implied. And then, like in that regard, I, I I say like, the first one, it's. I know this is probably the only time you're gonna hear this said about this movie. It's more intelligent than what a lot of yeah. people assume and give yeah. it credit for. Just because, kind of like what we were saying before we went live about the Saw movies, like the first one compared to the rest of them, like. Yeah, it, it is. compare Saw to Human Centipede. I, I fucking will. Watch me. <laughs> no! Because um, the first, like we said earlier, the first Saw movie is much more intelligent than the rest of the movies in that series. Same goes for Human Centipede. The first one is much more intelligent. Uh, it's, it's, it, it is like a shocking concept, but it, like beyond that, like it's, it doesn't like get gross in my opinion. It's, it's all implied. So in that regard, it's, you know, it's, Still an okay movie if you're into, you know, horror, thriller, like, body horror, stuff like that. Um, but, like, I definitely understand 100% why so many people who haven't watched it will never watch it. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, you hit the nail on the head. Like, like the, the conversations around this movie were, were more noticeable. In a, in... I, I just remember... Um... And oh, we, we didn't get to mention before. This is the year that we met Donnie. Um, oh, yeah. So, um, and we hated each other at first. <laughs> I mean, uh, I didn't hate you. Oh, okay. Well, I hated <laughs> myself, so I did it for both of us. Anyway, um, he just but, figured you hated him because he hated himself. So. Yeah, that's fair. But um, but I just remember in the student center at college, this movie was such a huge joke. Everyone yeah. would bring it up almost every day. And it's just like, yo, I'm trying to eat this like lukewarm uh, Parmesan <laughs> pizza, and um, but, oh that, that, you, you guys, that you that you paid ten bucks for. And you I realize just... that that movie could never ever be released today. Because... <laughs> oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, it could, it could. 
But what I'm saying is that it would drown in the TikTok jokes and memes about eating ass. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that just occurred to me right now. Like the jokes about eating ass right now. Like that would be yes. it. So, so many 19 year olds on TikTok would be like, I don't see what's so controversial about this <laughs> <Yeah>. movie now. <laughs> I eat my own and ass. I eat my own shit all the time. And, and on that note, I am politely stepping away from that conversation. <laughs> oh, man. Anybody else miss the days when, when eating ass was a threat and not a proposition? <laughs> Uh, uh, to, to paraphrase, to paraphrase Matthew McConaughey in True Detective, humanity was a mistake. <laughs> I, I'm right. trying to come up with, as a woman, I'm trying to come up with a response to that. With that doesn't make me either a slut or a prude. Like there's just no <laughs> way for me to answer that. Um, so I'm not gonna. Marissa, you are a woman on the internet, so you've unfortunately already lost. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. So like to say anything more would just be punishing myself. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next movie on the opposite end of the spectrum, Toy Story Three. Easy peasy. Hey, above above all else, this was a very diverse year as far as genre. Yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so Except this was the Toy Story where they tried to kill the toys, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I okay. still haven't. I still haven't seen the fourth one. Well, I'm, I'm I gonna. Don't even know I'm, gonna I'm gonna go even further. I still haven't seen Toy Story three. I thought you were about to say Toy Story, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, Toy Story was one of the first movies I ever saw in theaters when I was a when I was a little boy. I was a sweet lad. Um, one of my first movies was Hercules. I think the <laughs> very first movie I ever saw in theaters was. Home Alone 2? Mm. I think. That may have been a little too early for you, Donnie. I was going to say, did you get it? it now, yeah. When did Home Alone um, 2 come out? Because uh, I, I, remember, I remember my mom saying she took me to a Home Alone movie in theaters. But I have no memory of it. Because I, I distinctly remember seeing like Casper, The Lion King, Toy Story in theaters. It was 1992. Okay, so I would have been like a year old. Yeah. yeah. I feel I don't like think she took you. She said she, she, she said she did, but my mom's also a cunt, so she probably lied. In all honesty. Well, she's well, a glutton for punishment. No one takes a baby to a movie theater. Um, if they well, love themselves. Uh, Marissa, as someone who worked at a movie <laughs> yeah. theater for, for eight years, um, I can tell you there was a baby at the midnight screening of the Avengers one. So. Well, yeah. I just said the caveat is that they they, they love themselves. Um, so. But yeah, so I it's just like. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not going to get all preachy there. Um, but as far as uh, what was I going to say? Oh, my first uh, and I love mentioning this trivia. My first two movies. Um, my first movie ever was a goofy movie in theaters, and then my first live action movie in theaters was Casper. Um, big fan of both. But uh, anyway, Toy Story three. Um, a beautiful film. One of the very few third movies that is actually good. Um, and arguably the best of the trilogy uh, when it was a trilogy. So yeah, I mean it's it's just one of those movies where it's so good. There's not really much to say other than yeah. it's good. Like I remember when it was announced because, like I said, Toy Story was one of the first movies I I remember seeing in theaters as a kid, um, and I loved it. And then Toy Story two came out, and I did not like Toy Story two 
like very much um, at all. So I remember when Toy Story 3 was announced, I was just kind of like whatever about it. But I, ever since then, I, like I've always heard how good it is, and I've been meaning to watch it, especially since I have Disney Plus. But I, I just, it's just one of those many things on my to-do list that I just haven't gotten around to yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do highly recommend it, though. Really good movie, but I just feel like trying to kill off the toys was just trying to be mean to us, all <laughs> of us millennials. Going to see the movie. It was a metaphor for growing up. Oh, God, it probably was. <laughs> All right, next movie. Oh, Blake and I are going to have a fun time talking about this one, The Last Airbender. Oh, you know what? Good, because I haven't seen it, so um, enjoy. You know, so <laughs> the every, only, the every only movie to ever make Blake tap out. This is the live-action one, right? Yep. Yeah, okay, yeah. I saw the cartoon like TV show, but never the movie. Mm. Go ahead, Blake. You were about to say something. I was saying literally my only, all I have to say about the movie is your story of when I watched it. So you go ahead. You have the floor for this one. You take the wheel. So I've, I've only seen this movie twice. And I, I fucking love the last airbender cartoon. Like uh, that's, that's one of my top five favorite shows of all time. And I was like, I remember when this movie was announced, I was like, fuck yeah, live action Last Airbender movie. And then they were like, it's going to be directed by M. Night Shyamalan. I'm like, that could really go either way. That's a bold move, Cotton. Um, but <laughs> I was I was there at the Frostburg Theater opening night, and I paid to watch it in 3D, so I paid extra money to sit in those uncomfortable fucking chairs for two and a half hours. And this movie was just an absolute fucking slaughter to the source material in every way you could imagine. And it's just, not only that, it's just also just a bad movie in its own right. So that was the first time I saw The Last Ever. I remember leaving the Frostwork Theater just being like, man, I spent 15 bucks on that shit. I'm about to write, I'm, I'm about to write up M. Night myself and be like, hey man, I want a refund. Just, just to time out two things there. One, I, I don't I want to know the name of the producer who thought of M. Night Shyamalan when they thought of this movie, because it's like, yeah, I would have never watched Signs of the Village and been like, huh, The Last Airbender. Well, that's um, the thing. He, then, he approached Nickelodeon to make the movie. Well, and then two, um, I just remember it has one of the most infamous uh, quotes of uh, later quotes of uh, <laughs> Chicago film critic Roger Ebert. Rest it is peace. every it rest in peace. Even when I didn't agree with him, he, he still got his point across. But anyway, he said, it is every form of bad we've already come to know and new forms of bad that we have not yet seen before. <laughs> hey, accurate. Can confirm. Oh, like, yeah. And apparently M. Night Shyamalan approached Nickelodeon to make this movie because I remember it was the season two DVD box set. They had like an interview between with the creators of the cartoon and M. Night Shyamalan and he was talking about how like he had just finished watching like the final episode of the first season when it premiered on TV with his kids and they were all like man this show is awesome and he was just kind of like man this would make a great movie and his kids were like do it dad so yeah M. Night Shyamalan's kids thanks for fucking up the greatest show ever which Um, like if that's the story I can't blame him then because just imagine how awesome that is that like your dad is someone who can do that. And you right. ask, you love something so much. You're like, Oh man, my dad can make that. Like, yeah. 
So th- that is that is a very unique feeling. Like, yeah, you know, so. it's it's no, just, no bad blood to them. Yeah, it's just a shame that their dad just looked at the source material and just went, "Never mind." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so, that was so the, talk about the second time. Yeah, the second time I watched the movie, like I had been trying to get Blake to watch the cartoon for years, and he kept brushing it off. And finally, I got him to sit down and watch it with me. And like Blake, you fell in love with this show like almost immediately. And I, like, I I I am a fan. Yeah. Yeah, and like it, it became like a tradition. Like you would come over at least once a week, and we would sit down and watch like a, a few episodes. Um, yeah. And I remember like we finished the first season. I'm like. All right, you need to watch the movie <laughs> now. And I remember that first shot of live action Appa. <laughs> you just look, you just pause and look at me and just go, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then live action Momo, you're just like, I, I, I don't like that either. <laughs> Which, I mean, it doesn't help that live action Momo looks like he's in blackface, in all honesty. Um, yeah. Like, the movie, like, just as the movie continued on, I could just feel you getting more and more, like, like, I I could just see you squirming in your seat more and more until finally, I think we were, like, maybe halfway through it. You were just like, man, can we just stop this and start season two already? Yeah, yeah. Like, the the only movie I've ever seen you not finish. And and I saw, and we were just talking about earlier, Donnie, 2015, I saw The Woman in Black 2, Angel of Death in theaters. I saw Hitman, Agent 47 in theaters. Oof. But with this movie, I'm like, I, I just want to start watching season two. Please turn it off. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, yeah, it, it deserves its reputation. And and I know I know its reputation has become very cliche, you know, like it's a very easy joke. It's a very lazy joke to, to diss this movie. But like it, it really is bad. Like it's yeah. not good. I'm sorry. And M. Night Shyamalan would not recover until the visit. <laughs> no, and I like M. Night Shyamalan. Like he went through a slump, but like whatever. It's like he doesn't owe me anything. But like <laughs> no, the, the visit was good. Split was good. Glass was. I like Glass too. And um, no, but like this it just didn't work out. So that's yeah. all I have to say about that. All right, next movie: Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah. Now, I don't dislike this movie, but I I got kind of annoyed at this movie during like the time and the couple years after it came out just because it felt like it it felt like it created this kind of like subculture that just insisted way too heavily upon itself. Um like I, it's a fun movie. It's a it's an interesting movie. It's a, you know, fun movie to watch with your buddies but like yeah i just felt like ever like there was just a culture surrounding this movie and the people who loved it that just got like it just got kind of annoying where like it's almost like anime fans like when, when you got those super hardcore anime fans who think that that is all that japanese culture has to offer you kind of had like people to that extreme when it came to the fan base for this movie i felt like marissa i I just liked it. <laughs> so, so harsh. I thought it was fun. I mean, I think it's fun. I just thought, I just thought it, it, a lot of its fan base was just kind of annoying. Um, amen. Um, to, to what Marissa said, like, I just, I just liked it. Um, I think it is. And I know that you're not disagreeing here, Donnie. I'm not like trying to be like, well, fuck you. Like, um, well, fuck but, you. but really, but, but really, yes. What do you mean they're out of chili dogs? <laughs> 
<laughs> but anyway, no, like it is a very entertaining and enjoyable movie. Like I love all the actors in this movie. Like I love, I love Chris Evans as number yeah, two. I that's love. That's what I was gonna say. And like I love Brandon Routh as number three. He was great. Like when I saw Brandon Routh in this movie, I'm like, I really wish you weren't shortchanged after Superman Returns. <laughs> um, no, it's it's a very enjoyable movie. It's a very rewatchable movie. And uh, I remember, like, I watched it twice within, like, a day of each other um, several years ago. It was just, it was just really good background, uh, a, a good background movie while I was just doing other stuff around the apartment. And, um, but, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Donnie. I just, as much as I do like the movie, I do like the directing style of Edgar Wright. Because a lot of, a lot of comedic movies are just edited improv like mm -hmm. they're very flat angles like very basic cinematography like edgar wright is one of the few directors that actually makes a comedy look like it was filmed in a really cool way mm -hmm. um but yeah i just remember one of the one of the you know uh personal facebook reviews i saw of this movie was Scott Pilgrim versus the world is the funniest movie I've seen since Zombieland. And I thought to myself, <laughs> I thought to myself, you really need to watch more movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> if, if your understanding of cinema begins at Zombieland, it ends at Scott Pilgrim. So, um, but yeah, I just, yeah, that's what I got to say. Next well, movie. I'm just saying, oh, wait, I just want to point out, I just want to point out that I just looked it up and it's on Netflix and I'm going to watch it again because just seeing its poster on Netflix <laughs> gave me serotonin. So <laughs> going on, watching it later. Next movie, The Social Network. Now I haven't watched this movie and I don't really have a desire to, and I'll tell you why, like just the trailers alone for this movie told me that like all the events in this movie were going to be exaggerated and just over dramatized to all end. And I mean, like there, I remember seeing the marketing and the commercials and the trailer for this movie. There's like scenes of like Jesse Eisenberg as Mark Zuckerberg, like hooking up with girls in like bathroom stalls and shit. I'm like, all right, look, one look at Mark Zuckerberg tells you he doesn't have anywhere near that kind of fucking game. Okay. Like, <laughs> So I, I know this movie is exaggerated as fuck. Um, and also I just don't feel like it's just a, I don't, I don't think it's a very interesting subject matter personally. This is the creation of, you know, Facebook is just like a, a dude made a website. We, um, I mean, yes, granted, it's probably the most important website in the history of humanity, but still. Yeah. We're, we're talking on Facebook right now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I, it's important. I feel, I, basically, what I'm saying is, I feel like I can get the the same effect that I would get from the movie by reading the Wikipedia page about Facebook. Well, perhaps I didn't. I thought it was like a cool movie. It was stylized and it was cool. Um, it didn't like change the world or anything. No, but it was enjoyable to watch. You don't want to rewatch it, like twice you don't want to watch it again but <laughs> the first time watching it it was cool so donnie i think your um impression of it your assessment of it is very tragic um i think it is and i'm, I'm not i'm not saying that to be high-handed or whatever but um i am a fan of this movie i actually really like it a lot um it is and i know this is going to be a super unpopular opinion this is my favorite david fincher movie um, mainly because like, 
it's his most different movie. It's it's also like why I guess for the same reason why Big Fish is my favorite Tim Burton movie. It's his most different film. Um, but that's also because to echo what you were saying about some of the movies earlier, the fan base surrounding Fight Club is super annoying, yeah. and that ultimately just ruins the movie. First of all, that's the most that is one of the most misunderstood movies ever. Oh God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as the social network goes. I think one of my favorite reviews of it was it is basically if John Hughes was still making movies in the 2000s and wanted to try for best picture. And it was like also known as like the first millennial film to be a best picture contender. Um, I I think it kind of does. I think this movie sums up the decade. I, I think this movie defines the decade of the 2000s better than zero dark 30 did. And, um, I, uh, I think it also was like perfect why Jesse Eisenberg became Lex Luthor later on. Cause it's like at the <laughs> time it's like Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor. Really? And then you see like <laughs> what Mark Zuckerberg gets accused of later on. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, no, he, that's perfect. That is the modern day Lex Luthor. Um, but no, I, I think it is. Uh, I think it's, I think it's a really good movie. I like it. And I, I recommend it. We, uh, we should watch it sometime. Only if we can cuddle afterwards. <laughs> Um, it depends on how much you like it. Right. <laughs> the opening scene is the best part, I think, where the girl, his date, just like lets him have it. Oh, and it's like, it, it, just like the, the the guys we were talking about, you know, a few minutes ago about how like it became cool to be a nerd. Like mm-hmm. nails it. She goes, "You are going to think girls don't like you because you're a geek, and yeah. it's not." It's because you're an asshole. <laughs> like, perfect. Perfect. All right. Next movie, Jackass 3D. <laughs> like, you want to talk, like, James Cameron complaining about uh, movies not actually being filmed in 3D? Yo, Jackass 3D was filmed in 3D. And you know what? I remember watching this movie in theaters in 3D being like, yeah, yo, I actually feel like the cost of these glasses is justified. Um <laughs> Without a doubt, the best movie I saw in 3D. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's weird, like, looking back on the Jackass movies, uh, and part of this is just because I haven't seen any of them in so long, and I do mean this in a good way. It's like, they all kind of blend together. Like, if you start naming, like, specific, like, bits, I'll, I'm hard-pressed to remember which specific movie it came from. But, I mean, I, I think that also just speaks to, like, how good of a time I always had watching all three of them. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, these are, like, the ultimate buddy movies that just go with, with a group of friends and just have, have a good weekend with. Marissa? I, oh, I, I just wanted to point out that while I have seen the show, I have not seen the movie, so. Oh. Very, very hipster of you. Sorry. Yeah, I, I watched it before it was a movie. But um, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, uh, yeah, no, I, I agree, Donnie. I love it. Um, these are great buddy movies. Like, I don't care how, how intelligent you are to the point of being pompous. Like, sometimes you just need to watch some that you truly can turn your brain off. Yeah. And just enjoy it. Like, sometimes you do need to watch something dumb. Um, I mean, that's why I love American Vandal. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> the turd burglar. <laughs> The toward burglar, like, yeah, oh God, those, I hate Netflix for canceling that. That was just beautiful. The first season is definitely far superior, but like. I never did finish the second season. Uh, it, was, it was fun. But anyway, on Jackass 3D, 
um, it was John Stewart who said when he when he was interviewing um, Johnny Knoxville on the on the Daily Show, he's like, you know, when I saw Avatar, when I saw Alice in Wonderland, when I saw Clash of the Titans, I was like, yeah, it looks okay, whatever. But of all the movies to be in 3D, this is the one that actually makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it's true though. Like this is it. It looks really good. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like it was the most logical movie to be in 3D. Like this, like John Stewart nailed it on the head. Like this was the one that made sense. And uh, yeah, I don't regret seeing it in 3D. It was a fun time, and uh, I I still can't believe they're actually going to make a fourth one. Yeah, like um, Bam Margera has already been kicked off the set, and yeah, uh, unfortunately, and which is sad. That video, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but, that that um, was a rough video to watch. That that was rough. Um, but yeah, I mean, ooh, so, so, I mean, <laughs> I, I feel I feel terrible when I like hit my knuckle against a <laughs> doorknob now. Like, how are these guys gonna do this at fifty? The the best moments in the Jackass movies weren't the stunts, but the pranks they would do on each other. I love the, the franchise slap. of Jackass for the for their chemistry with each other, for their banter and whatever. Mm -hmm. So. Like I think my favorite thing I I don't I, this was either Jackass two or three was when they did the prank on Wee Man when they had the hit him they had him sitting on the stool and they were like yeah this guy he's a card throwing champion and like he's got we're gonna try to throw the card so it lands in your ass crack and every every time he would pretend to throw it they would shock him with the stool <laughs> <laughs> and they did it like three or four times and he's like because he has his back turned to him he's like no man there's a he's like no every time he throws the card I get fucking jolted and he's like wait a minute. There's a card throwing machine in here, isn't there? <laughs> and then they're like, "No, man, we 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 electrified the stool." And it's like Steve is like, "No, nah, man, we would never use a card throwing machine on you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I just love when Chris Pontius is like, he's doing that thing where like his he's upside down and they make his they make his chin look like a face. Mm -hmm. and he's like a barbarian warrior doing battle against a scorpion and the scorpion stings his face naturally mm -hmm. and he like freaks out and he's all pissed off and stuff and you just hear bam margera go what did you think was gonna happen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those sweet boys all right next movie harry potter and the deathly hallows part one um, yeah, it, interesting movie. Um, it's definitely one of the weaker Harry Potter movies. It's definitely the weakest of the Deathly Hallow movies. Um, I mean, Blake, you've always put a best one that came to this movie is how, uh, what, what was it you've already always said about this movie? I, I, I feel really bad right now. I totally forget. Well, <laughs> that makes two of us, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I, I think well, it was like, I'm sure it, it was insightful. This was this was the chore. Like you just had to get it out of the way. Yeah. Like you yeah, it was all, it, like, build yeah, up or pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you left me hanging. <laughs> There's probably truth to that. I mean, they probably could have made it one movie and called it a day. I mean, honestly. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe if they made it, if they you know made it like a really long movie. Which looking back, I feel like all the Harry Potter movies needed to be longer than what they were because, I mean, there's a lot going on in all of those books. Well, yeah. 
like I've always said that the Harry Potter franchise is probably the franchise that would benefit most from a remake or a reboot. Like despite I the fact, despite the fact that they are like, meaning like it's it they are still for the most part good movies, but I I think it's like the best, the best film franchise that is still good that would still like benefit greatly from being redone. Maybe it should be a TV show. Uh, that's that exactly that. what I was gonna say, Marissa. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm no, I no. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I agree. Like, it should just be an HBO show where every book is its own season. Well, apparently, apparently they are working on a TV show. I remember hearing something about that like a few months ago. I forget what streaming service it's supposedly gonna be on now, but mm. I mean, might not be as many fans to care about it now at this point. <laughs> due to Joanne kind of being not a cool person. Right. It's kind of hard because, you know, I love Harry Potter. It was a big part of my childhood, but like, I don't think people would really support a TV show about her, about anything that would benefit her at this point. So, and it's not like she helps herself. Believe me. She doesn't help her situation. So she's not exactly deserving. Right. Um, but on the subject of, you know, Deathly Hallows Part 1, I remember when this movie came out, I was like, oh shit, we're like, finally actually getting to the end of uh, of these movies. Because it, it, it felt weird, at least to me, like I remember like, you know, we were getting to the Order of the Phoenix, and then we got to the Half-Blood Prince movie. And I mean, like at this point, because by the time we got to the final movie, the, the final book had been out for a couple years, and it's just... I remember it just kind of being weird, like when that when the Deathly Hallows Part One, like when it was getting ready to come out, that's when it really hit everybody that like, yeah, this this is getting ready to wrap up, and like it's weird how you know the end is coming, you know, when you're at you know movie five, movie six, but you don't really acknowledge it until you're like actually there. It's what it felt like to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I will say this one did feel like. A chore, but I mean, like, and I mean, I guess you can't call it filler because it does have to set up all the informational stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, but I guess this movie feeling so long-winded and drawn out just makes it all the more frustrating that the second part felt rushed in the end. So it's like, I mean, this one, it, I mean, what are the runtimes for him? It feels like like this part two was like two hours on the dot. Which, like, with that, it's like, well, you've made it this far, and you didn't have a problem making the other ones two and a half hours. So, like, yeah. what are you in a big hurry for? Part um, one was two hours and 26 minutes. And part two was? Two hours and 10 minutes. I, still, I felt like it could have used another 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Probably. Like, my yeah. problem with, with a lot of the Harry Potter movies was just, especially after The Prisoner of Azkaban, those movies were really made for people who had already read the books. Like if if you hadn't read the books, there were a lot, there was a lot of shit that you were going to be lost on in those movies. And I feel like Deathly Hallows part one is like the biggest offender of that, in my opinion. Yeah. That was always my problem with it. Just looking at, I just pointing out prisoner of Azkaban left out so much from the books that it pretty much started with that movie where if you didn't read the books, you were done for. Right. So, like, I don't know if you were saying it started after Prisoner of Azkaban or not, but it pretty much started with Prisoner of Azkaban. I mean, I I still love the Prisoner of Azkaban. The Prisoner of Azkaban is still my personal favorite. It is the best one, and that's why, like, half the story didn't get put in the movie. And I was like, what the heck? 
But, but I mean, like, no, I mean, the movie is my personal favorite. Well, okay, I like the movie too, but I just I get really salty about the Marauders being like left out of everything, basically. I I, I don't know if you're you're aware of this piece of trivia throughout the series of this podcast, <laughs> but um, I don't know how to read. He brought it back. <laughs> I was hoping he was going to bring it back, and he brought it back. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to read. I just when I, when I read a bedtime story to Emma, I just guess my way through it all and scream. <laughs> Yeah, he lo- he looks at the book. She wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> he looks at the book and it's just all hieroglyphics. Yeah. yeah. At this point, she wouldn't know the difference. She can't read. Well, she so. th- there are some books in her in her room that like are too wordy for her, so she doesn't have the patience to be like, mm-hmm. all right, turn the page already. I want to see the yeah. next picture. <laughs> so oh, yeah. really with, with some of them, I've I've kind of had to do this thing where I just describe the picture very briskly. They um, say to do that. They say yeah. it's the best way to do it with younger kids. Just tell yeah. them what the picture is. Yeah. Like there, there is one where it's like the, just the, the story itself in print is too long where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to describe the picture to you so we can keep this going. <laughs> I'll have to take your guys' uh, story time tips uh, to heart next time I decide to read a book to Jace. <laughs> uh, next, next movie, The Fighter. Um, Another one I haven't watched, so I'm just going to bounce the ball to you guys. Oh, but then bounce it to Blake. I will be very quick with this. I love this movie. It's probably in my top 20, which I know like top 20 doesn't sound as great as top 10, but like with the amount of number of movies I've seen, that's still a pretty small list. But um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, it's, it's probably in my top 20. Um, it's probably my favorite Mark Wahlberg movie, and it's surely my favorite Christian Bale performance. Um, as big of a Batman fan uh, of the Nolan trilogy I am, um, it's my favorite Christian 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 Bale performance. He he steals the entire movie. Um, he steals every single scene he's in. The movie is basically his. Uh, he very much earned Best Supporting Actor when he won the Oscar for it. That is one of the very few times I was genuinely satisfied with the Oscars. <laughs> and um, but yeah, no, I, I highly recommend it. And like, I, I don't want to overhype it, but you both of you should watch it. It's it's very good. Please watch it. I'll see if it's on Netflix. <laughs> I think oh, it's, it's not. Something. It's on oh. Amazon. No, yeah, Amazon. Okay. Well, final movie of the night, Inception. Mm. <laughs> now, I didn't see this when it first came out. I saw it a couple years later. Um, I thought you were about to say you haven't seen it, and I was like, seriously? No, I've seen it. I've seen it the one time, and it was it was a couple years after it came out. I mean, I liked it. It's a very original movie. Um, it's a very uh, it's a very aesthetically and cinematically uh, pleasing movie. Um, it's just a very cool movie. And I, I, I mean, I give it bonus points just for its originality alone. Um, the thing I remember more about this movie than the movie itself is the parodies that kind of like stem yeah. from it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because like a lot of times you get parodies of movies that are like, like a lot of times people make parodies of movies that are like bad or like maybe too heavy handed. But I don't, but like ironically, I don't feel like this movie was too heavy handed. I don't think it's a bad movie by any means, but it still had like, all these different people making fun of it, um, which I always thought was kind of funny. Um, but I mean, I like it. Um, I, I haven't seen it since that one time, but I, I would definitely be down for a rewatch. I liked it. Oh, what? No, go ahead. I was saying, go ahead, Marissa. Oh, I was just going to say, I liked it. Um, 
God knows that me and all my friends, you know, Blake included, we talked about that ending for probably like a million years, yeah. trying to figure out if it was the totem or not. Was it? Was it a dream? Was it a dream? Um, uh, yeah, but it was. It was trippy and like it made you think. And I feel like I would be amiss if I didn't bring up the fact that like it kind of changed uh, Elliot's page from like Juno to a more serious role. Mm -hmm. And and then it kind of made her. It segued her. Seg, sorry, wow. Segued him. Segued him. Big oof. Um, segued him into becoming. Um, like Umbrella Academy, which is a really good show. Mm -hmm. So it trans transformed the image there from like cutesy, funny Juno to more serious roles. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very cool movie and it, it didn't, I mean, and, and yes, I mean, it had a director that was starting to um, gather his, like his own fandom and it had a very popular cast, but I mean, still, it wasn't based on anything pre-existing specifically. And um, and yeah, to its credit, like it was like it was probably the movie of the summer. And um, yeah. yeah, to its credit, like props for that for being like you weren't based on a comic book, you weren't based on like uh, an older movie of the same title. Like you managed to make a, in theory, a rather original film and be the movie of the summer. And that's awesome. That's, yeah. that's, that's great. Like, and um, I just wish people were still willing to see original movies when they're on a smaller budget. Um, but you know, it, it, it did have a big budget, which helped it a lot. And uh, yeah, this was one of the movies where like, it was easy to be a dick about it and be like, well, you're just not cool enough to get it. You're not cool enough to understand it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, obviously, like for every big movie, this first half of the decade, there was a there was a South Park episode around it, and I I, I did like the South Park episode making fun of Inception. Like every time somebody's explaining something, that other dude's just doing that the yeah. whole time. And just like just like the the line of like just because you make an idea as convoluted as possible doesn't mean it makes sense or it's factual. And it's just like, no, you're not cool. You're just not cool enough to get it. Um, but, but yeah, like it's, uh, no, it's, it's a cool movie, but I will repeat again, like inception, the film is better than, is better than shutter Island, but Leonardo DiCaprio's performance in shutter Island is better than inception. Looking back, like Leonardo DiCaprio in this movie was just very like, suffice like he was very like you know on the line like bare minimum like he got the job done mm -hmm. but um but yeah no it's it is a cool movie um i haven't watched it in probably years so i'll have to get around to that sometime i was just thinking about how like you were saying that people would be like if you don't get it it's because you're not smart enough i had to google just to like make this commentary <laughs> tinder didn't come out till 2012 so if tinder had been around all the douchebags would have put in there that it was a favorite movie and like been like and if you didn't get the ending like we can't hang like it would have been something like that yeah <laughs> if, if you didn't get the ending of inception then you're not the girl for me that, that does <laughs> remind me that does remind me of like a tweet that was making rounds across all platforms that i love so much that was just like girl you were literally crying over a man who googles ending explained <laughs> Yes. 
like, fucking, fucking Moana ending explained. (laughs) 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 All right, well, let's move on to TV shows of 2010. Um, We'll start off with TV shows that began in 2010. Um, And we only got three of them just because, I mean, at this time, I personally wasn't watching like a whole, like I, I, this is really when I just really kind of like moved away from TV as a medium. Um, In my opinion, there just wasn't a lot of good TV on at the time. Um, But I'm just going to kind of run through them here since we only got like a short list. Um, For TV shows that started in 2010, we got Adventure Time, which I remember first seeing the commercials for this show. Um, and just kind of thinking like, wow, this looks kind of dumb, but I gave it a chance. And like, I, th- I think it's hilarious. Um, I remember I got you to watch like a couple episodes, Blake, and you thought it was pretty funny too. Um, uh, it was enjoyable. I liked it. Him. Big liver. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> he fought a bear. He fought a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, there's just a lot of classic episodes with this show, but I will say, like, after probably about the third season, this show really got up its its head up its own butt really bad. Um, and there's, like, definitely, like, a, a couple seasons that are just, like, not that great, in my opinion, with this show. And, uh, and this show also had a real problem. Adventure Time had a real problem with, like, hinting at this overarching story that would, like, that was, like, taking place in its universe, and it would, like, have an episode that would, like, you know, hint at it and be like, you know, there's all, there's this, like this world and like all these different characters and this mythology going on. And then it would take like 20 or 30 episodes to come back to it. Like 20 or 30 episodes would be Finn and Jake just fucking off in the woods somewhere. Um, and that got kind of annoying after a while. Um, but it, it, it finally ended like maybe two years ago, I think two, two or three years ago. Um, and they're doing like 2018. Yeah. And they're doing like random. Did I Google uh, it? Yes. <laughs> And they're they're starting to do like a random like, uh, I guess like, short films of Adventure Time on HBO Max. Like I think they've done one and they have like a couple more on the way. Um, I haven't watched those yet, but I mean I, I liked Adventure Time for the most part. But I will say like after a while it, it got a little full of itself. Um, regular show started in 2010 and like conversely, I remember seeing commercials for Regular Show and being like. Oh, this looks this looks neat, and I watched it, and I just never really got into it that much. Um, I mean, it has a very like offbeat sense of humor, which I mean, sometimes it works, but a lot of times, in my opinion, it doesn't. Um, I feel like it's basically an animated version of the Eric Andre show, which I'm not a fan of. Uh, to oh. me, to me, the to me, regular show was just the the show I would watch to kill time before Adventure Time came on, <laughs> as far as Cartoon Network shows went. Um, and did you just gasp at me not liking Eric Andre? Y- yeah, on Blake's behalf, I thought. <laughs> uh, I, I, like, I like some of Eric Andre. I, see, no, see, I like Hannibal Buress. I don't like Hannibal. I don't like Eric Andre. <laughs> <laughs> we we mainly, Marissa, we mainly just love <laughs> the episode where Hannibal Buress goes. Man, they need to like when it comes to movies. <laughs> shut up, buddy. Let me say it. Um, he goes, man. The thing about movies is that they need to like stop production for a year because there's so much I haven't seen that I don't have enough time to catch up. <laughs> and I'm never gonna catch up. Y'all keep making new ones. <laughs> After he said that, there was like a second pause, and we looked at each other and just fucking screamed. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Hannibal Buress, but Eric Andre, like, let's be real. Eric Andre is basically that kid in middle school who, like, would just say penis randomly all the time. And it's like, it's funny when you're in, when you're in sixth grade, but by the time you get to eighth grade, you're like, man, do you have any new material? We're, we're about to enter high school now. <laughs> he was in Man Seeking Woman, and I loved it. So. Yeah, okay, he no, I I will I will come to Marissa's defense mm-hmm. there. Like he, okay. he was solid as the best friend character mm-hmm. in that show. That's a very uh, forgotten show, I feel like. No one um, watched it. Um, but I mean like it's it's he, he was great there. Um his new his newest like Netflix stand-up comedy special, I didn't like it. I just felt like I was being screamed at the entire time. Um, and I was just like, yeah, dude, like, do, do you have like another way of telling a joke? But, um, I just, not, not to go off the rails too much. I just remember when Marissa had me over for dinner one night, um, and we were watching Man Seeking Woman and Marissa was yeah. like, oh, it's, it's the final season. Like he's about to get married. And I stopped for a second and Marissa knows exactly what I'm about to say next. I go, so it's the, the show is now Man Found Woman. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hell, no. yeah, 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 basically, man has woman. Yeah. <laughs> Found, done. Uh, and the last show that started in 2010 that I have on the list is uh, My Strange Addiction, um, which that's a great show to watch if you're ever having what I like to call a self-esteem moment. Um, yeah. Some of the shit that people do on this show, and, like, I could never get over the fact, like, Y'all are like okay with just going on, you know, a nationally broadcast TV show and just airing your shit out there like that, like, because they're talking about like I, a lot of them, are like I haven't told my friends, I haven't told my family. It's like, oh, well, now you don't need to. You told them all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, like the one, of the, the one that like always sticks out in my mind with the show is the dude who was like, he he had like a million fucking like inflatable pool floaty animals and he was like in a re- committed relationship with like all of them <laughs> wow yeah and it's just like there, there's like a bit where he, it shows him like telling his like cousin about it and like you could tell the whole time he's explaining like his cousin is like secretly thinking like i can never talk to this dude ever again because he will probably murder me and turn me into one of his floaties <laughs> yeah. um then of course there's we kind of teased Blake about this one there's one where a dude's like he's like in a relationship with his car and he looks like if Blake didn't take care of himself yeah I mean like honest to god God, the YouTube thumbnail of this guy (laughs) looking in his car looks like me in 2010 when I first saw it when I first saw it I honest to god thought somebody photoshopped me in a picture and it went viral in a meme yeah, it looks like Blake is making out. It, like the thumbnail looks like Blake is making out with Lightning McQueen. When you see when you see when you, when you see the front of his face straight on, he doesn't look like me. Right, like, like at all. The oh side. Oh my god, this is horrible. The side of his face licking that car. I'm like, oh my god, that's how I comb my hair back then. <laughs> oh my god, why did I never notice this before? No, like. Oh honestly, my god. Like, he looks like my mom had another kid that I didn't know about. <laughs> Did she? Well, what do you guys got to say about these shows? Well, other than what I've said about that thumbnail of my stream. <laughs> 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 um, I, 
Um, I just, Everyone's uh, gonna look you up now and be like, "Is he the guy?" Wow, is he's he, he's he, literally me. <laughs> no, that's Ryan Gosling. I'm literally Ryan Gosling. <laughs> but um, but now, like, I mean, Adventure Time, fun time. Like from the few episodes I saw, yeah. And then I only saw a couple episodes of regular show, and literally every single joke was just the two main characters saying back and forth to each other, "Oh yeah." Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, is is this is this banter actually going anywhere, or is right. this as far as it goes? So that's all I got to say about those. Marissa, um, I I cannot pretend that I've seen any of these shows. Cool. I love cartoons, but not those ones. <laughs> well, then we'll move on to shows that ended in 2010. I only got two here. Yeah. I got Scrubs ended yeah. in 2010, which that's a great show. Um. Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch Scrubs during its original run. I caught it like, I guess around the time it ended, they started showing it on Comedy Central, and they started showing like the episodes in sequential order, um, and they would show like a couple episodes a day in the afternoon. And it was like summer vacation or whatever, and I was I just, whenever it was on, I would watch it for those couple hours in the afternoon, and I, within like maybe a month or so, I ended up watching the whole series, and I was like I was hooked. I thought it was great. Um, and I just love the, I, I love the banter, the dynamic, the chemistry, the humor. Um, apparently a lot of it's like ad-libbed and improv too, which yeah. I, I feel like you could definitely tell in some instances. And I mean that in a good way. Like it, it's a, it's a really, it's a really clever and really funny, funny show. Um, and I mean, I, I feel like, you know, Blake and I, you and I have talked before about how like a finale can make or break a show. Yeah, and great fin- finale. Yeah, and I mean, that, of course, we're ignoring that like extra nope. season <laughs> that 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 was on what ABC or whatever that nobody likes. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, like everybody talks shit on that season. I think it's a good. It's good if you look at it as an epilogue. Um, it's good if you look at it as its own show. As what? Like just as its own show, like has nothing to do yeah. with the rest of the series. But that that finale with that the finale in the original run like that was like the perfect finale like that's one of the best TV finales ever. Made me um, cry. Next show, which also in my opinion had one of the like be- better TV finales of all time, Kane of the Hill. Um, <laughs> Kane of the Hill I'm is sorry, a show. I haven't watched I haven't watched like all of King of the Hill, so like the finale, I'm like what. I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of it when it was originally on, but it's definitely a show I've come to appreciate more as I've gotten older. Um, and I think that just really comes with the fact that I just wasn't the target demographic for this, for the show's sense of humor at the time. Um, but the finale for this show is like, it's definitely one of the better TV finales because it's, the show just ends where, where it's always left you. It's just, it, it ends with the whole neighborhood coming together for a barbecue. <laughs> And it's just like, what more do you need? Um, also, the finale of Candid Hill is like Bobby and Hank finally finding something that they have in common, which is like, that's 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 nice. That's wholesome. Um, I mean, King of the Hill just has a lot of like really low-key, like dry humor that it just always tickles the shit out of me. Just why would anybody want to lick a stamp with Bill Clinton on it? <laughs> I only would... like really, truly uh, know little part where he goes, that's my purse. <laughs> that's my purse. I don't know you. <laughs> like every, even if you don't watch the show, you know that part. So. Yeah. And I mean, 
as I got older, I came to appreciate King of the Hill more, but like what really re- reignited a love for the show is the discovery of the YouTube channel Durham Rockers. <laughs> if you're not familiar with that YouTube channel, go go look it up. Do yourself a favor and just watch a couple of the videos on that channel. <laughs> oh, but uh, I mean, if I had to pick an episode out of King of the Hill that was my favorite, probably the uh, episode where Dale comes to terms with the fact that the the government explanation for the JFK assassination makes sense <laughs> and it breaks him. What do you guys got to say about Scrubs and or Kane of the Hill? Scrubs has a very special place in my heart because I watched it with my family. I binged watched the episodes when my aunt died as a comfort thing. So I love that show. I watched it when it was live and it's just an A plus TV show. Like I don't, I there's very few shows that are quite as good as Scrubs. How good are you at the game of hide the saltine? <laughs> Not as good as Turk and JD. So <laughs> it's just guy love between two guys. Yeah, and you know what? That is a very controversial episode. Like really, there's no in between. Yes, people either hate it or love it, and I love it. It's such a fantastic musical episode, but everyone's like, musical episodes suck. It's the worst episode. You know, people on Facebook, they're very angry people, but <laughs> they, they, they get very angry about the Scrubs episode being the worst ep- musical episode being the worst episode ever and not true because guy love, yes, and even everything comes down to poo. I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on, come on. What do you guys say, Blake? So whatever knowledge I do have of Scrubs just comes from Marissa. I know that <laughs> we, I remember her dad telling me that she always saved the, um, the musical episode on the TiVo and would just yes. watch it a lot. Yes. Um, yes. It, was like her, it was like her comfort episode of any show. It was, it was after my aunt, after she passed away. So, <laughs> and, um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll check. What, what streaming platform is it on right now? I'm pretty no sure it's, on Hulu. Hold on, I'll let you know. God, my luck would be on fucking Peacock. <laughs> it's pro- actually, who knows, it actually probably isn't freaking pe- Peacock. Well, Peacock's free, isn't it? Oh, wait, it's on Hulu right now. You oh, can shit. watch it on Hulu right now. Shit, son. Before Peacock takes it. <laughs> okay. Um, and, have you, like, uh, never watched, like, a full episode, or? I don't think I have, honestly. Oh, my gosh. Like it's, it's been on... It's been on elsewhere while I happen to be around, mm-hmm. and like I didn't, I didn't dislike what I saw. It does um, for a live action show. It does a lot of cutaways, correct? Yeah. Well, yeah, they and they make fun of that. They like lampshade it later on because mm-hmm. they realize that they're doing it too much. So I love, yeah. I love the episode where like they keep drawing parallels to Doctor Cox and Doctor House. Yes, yes. He like walks around with a cane by the end and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Um. The, Blake, then, if you start watching it, the episodes with Brendan Fraser are going to make you cry. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Scrubs, Scrubs is like one of those shows where you laugh and then you cry so bad. Yeah. Like the episodes with Brendan Fraser, the episode um, with the organ transplants. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and uh, and with um, with King of the Hill, it's uh, – I, I, I almost have no concept of when King of the Hill began and ended. I mean, obviously now I specifically know it ended in 2010, 
But um, beforehand, like Kingdom was just a show that was just it existed for a extended period of time. I just mm-hmm. never really had much of a concept of when it exactly started and when it finished. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, shout out to the YouTube poop channel of Durham Rockers, um, especially Hank of the Hell. <laughs> um, and no meal for old Beal. We're but, um, on words, everybody. I can't believe people are staying inside on Halloween because of a curfew. Um, but yes. <laughs> It's a show that, like, it was so mediocre, it was ingenious. Yeah. It was mediocre on purpose that it was ingenious. Yeah. And um, everyone quotes the, that's my purse, I don't know you. But for me, the line that always got me was after he kicks Hank in the nuts and he has, like, <laughs> the pint of ice cream on his balls later on the recliner. He has to punish him and he just goes, there will be no video games. <laughs> <laughs> It's a show that makes the most out of the little moments, I feel like. Um, it's, yeah. it's it's like the pinnacle of a slice of life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, ain't so, even, yeah it ain't even 6 a.m. yet, and the boy ain't right. There was, um, you know, there's a saying, you eat ice cream with sprinkles, not sprinkles with ice cream. It is a show that very much loves to play with its sprinkles. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's what I have to say about that. All right, well, let's move on to our final subject for the evening, the music of 2010. I I got a couple of popular songs that I remember fucking hearing everywhere in 2010. Um, first one, Blake, you remember, remember in, I believe it was our very first episode, what I said about Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears? I Please repeat that for Marissa. Oh, yeah, what? So... <laughs> Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears in the year 2000 was like the the theme song to girls that uh, went to school just to start fights. Um, <laughs> oh, God. When they got to it call always, it. And always had wet hair. And always had wet hair and a smoker's cough um, with, the, <laughs> with, 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 the, with the fuzzy blue Cookie Monster pajama pants. Um, but when they got to college, they graduated to Love the Way You Lie by Eminem with Rihanna. <laughs> you know what? I was just going to say that that song – that song is relevant again because they're trying to cancel Eminem over that song. Not any other song. Just that song. Just that song. <laughs> That's the song. Oh, no, no, no. Because um, Eminem makes the line that says he's going to tire to the bed and set the house on fire. So um, people are trying to cancel him for that in particular. Not any other songs where he's murdering and... <laughs> His mom. <laughs> and yeah, all that stuff. No, 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 no. Just this one. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember hearing this song and it was always being played on blast by like the the most I don't even know what word to use, like the most messed up people, I guess is the word I want to use. It's just like the, the the people that you would look at and be like yeah, being in a relationship with you can't be anything but toxic. <laughs> yeah. Um, another song that was popular this year, California Girls by Katy Perry. Um, and now it's in my head. Yeah, yeah. like this is a song that like the first time you hear it, you immediately hear it for like a fucking week straight. And that, that, that whole album, that whole album was a bop. Yeah, like I ain't gonna lie, I was a fan of Katy Perry during this time. Um, and the music Katy, Perry, Katy Perry deserves your fandom. She's yeah. a good person. I mean, she's well. I don't know. If she's a good person. She's a good artist. Whatever. She. I mean, she's definitely like. I feel like 
she's declined in recent years. Like, I can't really think of, like, anything she's done recently that I like. Um, but, like, during this time, like like you said, like, like that whole album was, was a bop. Um, and I just remember the music video for this for this song just being so over the top. It, it, like, it, yes. it, it, it had... It, it had me giggling the entire time. Um, yeah. Then next song, Fuck You by CeeLo Green. Um, <laughs> dude, I fucking, like, I loved CeeLo Green, and then he let me down with, with some of the most, like, yikes comments I've ever heard from a person. Um, it, it's, a, it's a damn shame, because this song was a fucking bop. It yeah, was. I love this song. What's that? I loved I loved this song. I loved this song. I loved like everything CeeLo Green did, and then he made some like really fucking scary comments about rape, and that ended there. Okay, yep. apparently I do not know what comments he made, and you don't have so, to repeat them. I'll Google it later. <laughs> um, yeah, I it's it's I don't even feel comfortable repeating it, but um, yeah, it must, yeah don't just, have to right now. So yeah, <laughs> point is CeeLo Green is not a cool person. And then take the your final, word. I'll take your word. Final song that I got on the list is "Moves Like Jagger" by, Mar- by Maroon Five. Um, now, my thing with Maroon Five has always been every time I like, it seems like they come out with with a new popular song every couple years, and every time they do, I'm always like, "Didn't you guys break up?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like how they've been around since like the '90s, haven't they? Um, no, I think it was like 2003. Okay, but yeah, every time they come out with like a popular song, I'm I'm always like, haven't you guys been broken up for like a few years now? Like, are, are you back together? What happened? Um, and then it's like they're popular again for like a month, and then they just disappear again. Um, and despite how po- like despite how many popular songs they have, I don't really know any of them like by heart or like very well at all. I oh, I do I do. I loved the first few songs they released for the album Red Pill Blues, which was like 2016 going into 2017. Mm-hmm. That started with Don't Want to Know and then Cold. Um, I actually really like those two songs. And it's also because, and once again, it's like that one thing I'm attracted to. It sounds nothing like the rest of their songs. Um, but yeah, so. But as far as moves like Jagger, like it's very white noise for me. Yeah. What do you guys got to say about the rest of the music on this list? What yeah, I'm happened? still singing it. What? Why did Katy Perry like drop off the face of the earth? Well, she just had a baby. But even like a few years ago, it just yeah, felt it, like she wasn't around as much. Yeah, it feels like she hasn't really done much in the past. Like, I want to say like five, six years. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it, she just released a new song. I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know. But... I like her. I like her. And yeah, maybe she's I mean, just taking a break. Yeah, that's fair. But um, but yeah, I mean, like that whole the whole album of what was it? What was it called? Teenage Daydream or Teenage Dream or Teenage? Dream. Yeah, Teenage Dream. Yeah. Yeah, that whole album was 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 pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and then um, yeah, CeeLo Green like. Which I just texted Marissa what he said. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, just <laughs> things of like it would have cost you zero dollars and zero cents to just not share that opinion. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, but yeah. Um, I always loved it. Was, it. it I always fun. loved a, a joke about Cela Green in the show Workaholics, where they there's one episode where they get like a, a dragon statue, and they're just like debating on what to name it. One's like, let's name it Riptar, and the other one's like, no, we need to name it Cela Green because he's got short arms and he's a thug. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh. Oh. But yeah. Now I'll have we. We we um you'll have to share that opinion on Maroon Five to uh, Sean uh, Donnie because he is like the biggest Maroon Five fan ever. Yeah, he looks like one. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm just saying he he definitely looks like someone who would listen to Maroon Five. <laughs> well, that's not nice. I didn't mean it in a mean way. What? <laughs> I just want to know what a Maroon 5 fan looks like. It looks yeah, like Sean. <laughs> well, I, then. I, 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 didn't mean, I didn't mean it in a negative context at all. You're the one who's, who's like, that's not nice. I, I digress. <laughs> it just almost seems like you're calling him like a basic bitch, really. That's not why he's a basic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Nah, I like Sean. He's a good boy. California girl. <laughs> I just the, the the line that was on my head that was stuck in my head all summer was when she yells out "We freak" in my Jeep. <laughs> you, hear, you, hear, you hear the Jeep like honk in the background. In my Jeep, you have to say like "We freak." Yeah. All right. Also, she released a song in 2020. You guys, okay? Mm-hmm. It was called Daisies, and her daughter was then named Daisy. Oh, oh there you go. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts, anybody? I, I, go ahead, Marissa. Oh, I just wanted to say I really didn't want to go to bed with California Girls stuck in my head, and here we are. So Yeah, you're welcome. It's happening. Mm. Yeah. None of the other ones. None of the other ones are getting stuck. Just that Snoop one. Dog. Snoop Dogg, too. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, I feel oh, like now that part's in my head. I feel like that started the trend of a rapper uh, being featured in a pop song where you originally would have been like, I would have never paired you two together. Yeah. And it was fantastic. They didn't pair Snoop Dogg with Katy Perry. He just happened to wander onto the set that day. He was high and lost. I feel like that's like the entire like latter half of uh, Snoop Dogg's career. He's like, he just happens to be around. Yeah. Hey, he's hanging out with Martha Stewart. That is that like is, su- that is such a wholesome friendship. I know, right? But I just and I just love that like for him though, and I think that's cool to his career. Like, like now, like Snoop Dogg is just doing random stuff. Like yeah. he just like you know, like he already made his money, he's comfortable, and like now he's just doing like whatever he just feels like doing. I think he's just enjoying himself. He's yeah. just enjoying his life. Yeah, like and he doesn't I'm have to gonna go. I'm just gonna go make cookies with Martha. <laughs> He doesn't I have to would worry do about, that too. He, he doesn't have to worry about staying on brand or whatever. It really is what that tweet said. It's like Snoop Dogg is really just doing just random stuff now. <laughs> yeah. Because he doesn't care anymore. I too, if I was rich and retired, I would go make cookies with Martha Stewart. Whatever. I would do that. Like <laughs> tu- Tuesday, he hangs out with Seth Rogen. Thursday, he hangs out with Martha Stewart. Why? Because he just fucking felt like it. <laughs> yeah. So. Snoop, Snoop Dogg's gonna do what Snoop Dogg's gonna do, man. Yeah. So, but no, I, I think we covered the year very well. I think so too. So, on that note, and the show now. Uh, 
had a good time tonight, guys. Um, so next episode, we'll dive into the year 2011. Um, so thank you, Marissa, for being on the show tonight with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was fun. So if you tuned in late, missed this episode, we'll be on Spotify, Pandora, Apple, Google Podcasts, all the fun streaming services tomorrow. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Fat Minute Radio. Follow Blake at Puka Saucy. You can follow me at Don John Laughs. On that note, thank you. Fuck you. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Geico presents Daily Affirmations. Repeat after me. We are filled with an abundance of joy. We are filled with an abundance of joy. Also an abundance of questions. Good thing Geico has 24-7 claim service to help answer questions and resolve claims quickly. Uh, good thing Geico has 24-7 claim service. We are also filled with an abundance of biscuits. We are also filled with, uh, I don't think it works this way. Oh, and jam. Don't forget jam. To manifest more Geico in your life, go to geico.com.